Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions. It is a Friday morning, June 5th. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, you and I get together, we read a little bit of the Bible, and in 2020, we'll work through all the Gospels together. Well, this morning we are at Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, and we'll be reading verses 6 through 19. Mark 3, verses 6 through 19. Let's go ahead and grab some coffee, pray, and get into God's Word. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Father, we pray that you would bless us as we read it. We pray, Father, that you would care for us. Father, we pray that you would enlighten our eyes. Lord, illuminate our minds. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would apply these words to us, that we could understand and live them. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and jump into God's word this morning. Okay, so here we go. Mark chapter 3, verses 6 through 19. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. But Jesus withdrew his disciples to the sea. And a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea and Jerusalem and Eudamea and beyond the Jordan, and those from Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, when they had heard how many things he was doing, came to him. So he told his disciples that a small boat should be kept ready for him because of the multitude, lest they should crush him. For he had healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, You are the Son of God. But he sternly warned them that they should not make him known. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Bonagoras, that is, son of thun sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. And they went into a house. Well, we come to these two different parts of God's Word, and we have to ask ourselves, like every morning, A, what is this about? B, what is the best verse to summarize this section? And C, what am I called to do in response to this? So let's go ahead and jump in here and look at this first section. So uh, then the Pharisees went out, and one of Mark's words, immediately, what did they want to do? They wanted to destroy Jesus, so they start to plot with the Herodians. Uh, Herodians are the ruling class of the time. And so why are they so upset? Why did they want to destroy Jesus? Why would they do this? Well, because Jesus had said that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus had healed the man with a withered hand on the Sabbath. Jesus, in their mind, was committing blasphemy, making himself equal with God and doing what they thought was unlawful on the Sabbath. And they hate him for it. 
And so what do they do? They try to destroy him. But what does Jesus do? Well, Jesus leaves. He goes by the sea. And, and we find out that there is a, a multitude of people coming around Jesus. And Jesus doesn't want to get crushed by the crowd. Uh, there, he's, he doesn't want to get injured by the people. And so he has a boat ready just in case he needs to go out onto the boat and get away from the people. And it tells us a little bit about his ministry, right? What is he doing? Well, people from all over the area are coming to him. People from Judea, people from Jerusalem, people from Eudamea, people from Tyre and Sidon. So, I mean, people are coming from all over that area. So, uh, it's, this is people down in the south, people at the capital, people around the capital, people up in the north, which we would, which would typically think of as a pagan region. All of these people are coming to Jesus because he's casting out demons and he's healing them. But it's interesting what it says that when the, when the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, they fell down before him and cried out saying, You are the Son of God. But he sternly warned them that they should not make him known. And so what do we see here? We see that uh, this is similar to what we looked at previously above where they were the unclean spirits were saying, truly you are the Son of God, and Jesus rebuked the spirits, right? So uh, Jesus knows his time has not yet come, but the word keeps getting out, the word keeps getting out, the word keeps getting out, the word keeps getting out. And so how would you summarize that section? Now that we've kind of worked through it and looked at it, now we need to just write a one-sentence A about summary of what this section says. Well, I think it might be that uh, in my Bible, I'd probably write something like, uh, there is division about Jesus' person and ministry. Now, that, you might think that's convoluted, and that's fine. But I see in my mind that I think what Mark is doing in the first part is he's saying there are the Pharisees who are trying to destroy him, and then there's everyone else who's following him. And so I think there's, there, we start seeing this division happening already in Mark chapter 3. I think Mark does that because the Gospels are always looking towards the end. And it's interesting, in the second section, when he lists the disciples, he says, Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. So Mark is looking back with a historical perspective. And so he's got some place he's going. He's writing in, the, in his time, looking back on the life of Jesus, and he's writing a history to tell his story of what happened with Jesus. So the second section, Jesus goes onto a mountain. What does he do? He, well, he calls disciples to himself. He calls disciples to himself so that they might learn from him. That's what the word disciple means. But even, they're not just meant to stay with Jesus because he wants to send them out. And what does he want to send them out to do? Well, he wants to send them out to cast out demons. He wants to send them out to preach the word. He wants to send them out to do miracles. And so Jesus, Jesus brings these apostles or these disciples to himself so that he might teach them and then send them out to do their ministry. And then what do we get in verses 16 through 19? Well, it lists the disciples. So, uh, I would probably write in my Bible for my about statement for this, I would probably say uh, 
Jesus calls his disciples to himself. Now, you might write something else. What would you write? In both of these sections, you could write different things, and I'd be really interested to see. Go ahead and let me know down in the comments. Let me know with your fingers. What do you think you would write in your Bible? How would you summarize these two sections? Do you agree with me? Do you think that that's getting at the heart of what this is about? I'd love to hear your thoughts. But we need to underline in our Bibles now the best verse to summarize this section. So let's go ahead and turn now and let's see which verses would we uh, highlight as the best verses to summarize what this passage is about. Um, in my Bible, for the first section, the first section is really hard. Because right? I really think that there are two things going on here. And so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight verse 6 that the Pharisees wanted to destroy him. But I am going to highlight in my Bible. You know, I was going to highlight this part where all the people are coming from. But instead what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight verse 9. I think that kind of gets at what it might get at what it's saying that he doesn't want to get crushed. And that kind of encapsulates, encapsulates all the people who were coming to follow him. But by all means, you can disagree. I'd love to hear from you. What do you think is the best verse that would summarize this? Well, we have to get to our next section. And he went up on the mountain. He called those who he himself wanted. And uh, then he appointed the twelve. That's what I'm going to highlight. I'm going to highlight 14 and 15 in my Bible. That's what I think is the best verse to summarize that section. What would you? What would you highlight in your Bible? What would you underline in your Bible? Well, last thing we have to ask ourselves is see. What am I called to do in response to this passage? What am I called to do in response to these two passages? Well, there's no, uh, there's, there's no direct commandment in these words. So how do we understand this in its time and then apply it to our lives? Well, I think one of the things that you might be able to take away from this is, do you believe the teaching, the preaching of the apostles? Right? We've been reading the book of Mark, but we haven't talked about who Mark was. Mark was a disciple of Peter. And so this is really Peter's story. Mark, uh, this is my conviction. You can disagree with me. We can talk some other time. Ask me down in the comments if you want to have a conversation about why I think that. But I believe that these are the words of the Holy Spirit and that they were given through apostolic direction. I believe the teaching of the apostles. And so the question is, do we believe the apostles when they gave us the New Testament? Will we hear their words? Do we look at the book of Acts and do we see that they actually did these things? Right? That Jesus sent them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. I mean... We reopen the book of Acts, and these things happen. And so I think that's one of the things I'm called to remember this morning, is that these words are true, and that this is historically true as well. But you might have something else. This, this, sometimes these are very personal, and I'd love for you to send me a message, or put it in the comments, or send me a text message, whatever. Uh, it, it's always great to hear from you how God is applying these things to your heart. Well, let's go ahead and pray this morning. Lord, we thank you so much that our King has come. We thank you that Jesus' time did arrive and that he accomplished his goal 
And Lord, that these things are true. They are true in timeless truth and they are true historically. We thank you for calling apostles to yourself and sending them out. Lord, we thank you for their ministry that you gave to spread your good news to all the lands. Lord, we pray that we would indeed today see people coming, not just from Galilee, Judea, Eudemea, and from Tyre and Sidon, Lord, but from all over the world. God, we pray that your gospel would go out and that every tongue and every nation and every people would bow the knee to Jesus, would sing his glorious name, and would love you. Lord, please change hearts today. Please use us even to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you this morning, and may he fill your day with peace. Bye.